Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. You're locked in. Look at what we have here, folks! To the only show that matters. The cream of the crop. Duke loves wrestling. And there is no one that does it better than... Your host... I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. The Duke. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Happy Halloween 2019 and welcome back to the Duke Loves Wrestling Podcast. That's right, Jack. Listen, I'm a little hoarse today. You're going to have to forgive me. Uh, I was out in the rain, you know, passing out candy to all little kids for Halloween. So, a little hoarse, but I'm going to brave through this and give you the best pro wrestling podcast content you're going to hear all week. That's right, Jack. Listen, on today's episode, and hold on. Oh, all right. Got the line ringing here. Let's see what's going on. Okay, folks, and, and you got to forgive me here. I mean, I told you I'm, I'm a little hoarse today, and it's crazy because last week I promised you that I would give you an exclusive interview with Faith the Lioness, and you know I had everything all set and I'm ready, and then I pick up the line, and Jungle Girl is on the line instead. So I got to find out what's going on here. Jungle Girl, what are you doing on my line? And where's Faith? Yeah, listen, Mr. Keyboard Warrior, Mr. Duke Loves Wrestling. I hear you calling me out. I'm not read your little posts, your tweets, and everything else about how I've turned my back on the fans and suddenly this is not the Jungle Girl that you've known. Listen, baby, this has always been Jungle Girl. And every woman has her limits. And I don't know how you would feel about time and time again. You're in doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing, working hard, pushing, defeating people, putting them down, and yet somebody's got to come in and interrupt the flow. Somebody's got to come in, whether it's the Beast, whether it's Tessa, whether it's been Lana Starr, or now Lioness coming in and interrupting my glory, my victory. I don't need anybody, not a single individual, to help me do what I do best, which is get the one, two, three. I don't need a single person in there assisting what I can do on my own. So you know what? You know what happens? Every woman has her limits. And I'm done playing nice. I'm done just getting the job done. So, you know, now what happens is I've just got to take it to a whole nother level. And now you guys are seeing that whole nother level. So did I turn my back on the fans? No, I did not. All I'm doing is going out and after what is rightfully mine by any means necessary. I'm a competitor, and I was born to win Tessa Blanchard thinks she's a born legend. I'm a self-made legend. And I am the cream of the crop, baby. And I'm here to stay. So get used to it, because this is Jungle Girl. Whoa. Oh. <laughs> okay, okay. Let me let me uh, back up a second here. Listen, Jungle Girl, I, 
I know that I've said some things about you online that, you know, at times may have been a little strongly worded, but I, I just want to remind you, I'm not a competitor, okay? I, I don't want any part. you got the muscles, and I see what you've done out there. I've seen the, the, the bodies that you've destroyed in Wild Superheroes. I, I'm just a podcast guy. I want no problems with you. So I, let me just put that out here. Uh I, I do want to ask you a question, if I if I may, though, and please don't take this the wrong way. But you say you don't need anybody, but we saw on WOW Superheroes this past Saturday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Access TV, we saw Faith the Lioness come out and interfere on your behalf, which cost... You think that... No, no, no. Okay. No, let me let me interrupt you right there. Uh-oh. You think, do you think for a minute that I would actually have the lioness with, of all people, Lana Starr, come out to help me? If you can recall the way that that match was going, I had just devastated the beast and put her into the mat and was climbing up to execute my impeccable, beautiful one, two, three, splash. And that's when my leg was pulled down. I was not the one that got disqualified. It was the beast who was disqualified. So clearly, whomever's little, you know, scheme was put together was not very well put together. I assure you that Tessa Blanchard had something to do with this whole thing because between Tessa and Sophia Lopez, and Lana Starr, no good can come of anything. So, listen, I have always, always been able to handle my business by myself. I have not put myself with Sophia Lopez. I have not, even in my wildest, wildest imagination, would ever go to Lana Starr of all people because she's been in my business for the last 18 years. There's no way. So maybe you should, when you get the opportunity to talk to the Lioness or to Lana Starr, why don't you have that conversation with them? But right now you have me on the phone, and they had nothing to do with assisting me. Oh, okay. Well, I, I guess I'm going to have to take your word for it because you could definitely hurt me if I don't. And and let me just say this now. Sophia Lopez, uh, you know, she's my my pro bono world's greatest attorney. You know, I'm one of her clients, so I just want to warn you, uh, please don't make any threats because I may have to call her or come after you. I'm just going to put that out there. I just, you know, i got to protect myself here. Oh, uh, she's got you too. I, well, <laughs> but i got to deal with the likes of Jungle Girl. i I, I got to do something here. Now, now let, let's talk about this, though, because your feud with the Beast is by far the craziest, most intense feud in pro wrestling today. I mean, two powerful, imposing, destructive women on a collision course. It seems like every single time you two are in front of each other, something is getting broken, somebody's getting hurt, and it's just it's just chaos. What is it about the beast that brings out this vicious side of Jungle Girl that we've seen? Because I don't believe we've ever seen this before from you. You know, quite honestly, I just don't think she's an individual enough. I think she wants to be Jungle Girl is my problem with her. And listen, 
You want to be a competitor? Be a competitor. Come out. I mean, but from the beginning, if you recall, my interaction with her was her causing me to lose my 18-year streak with my shoulders never having been pinned to the mat. But, but beyond that was my opportunity to get back what was rightfully mine. She took that from me. So then who got that opportunity but Tessa Blanchard? So I have a lot of animosity when it comes to the Beast. I think the Beast wishes she was Jungle Girl. And aside from that, she cost me everything that I had worked so hard for. And by the way, by the book, playing the game right, doing everything that I needed to do, just gone in an instant. Gone in an instant because she couldn't play right, because Tessa Blanchard couldn't play right. So there's nothing about her that I like. Well, I just think that this is kind of crazy because there's so much that you and the Beast have in common. The two of you combined would make such a great force that could be an unstoppable around the world. But instead, every time you see her, you want to throw her through a door and beat her up in the locker room. You want to beat her up in the ring. You want to beat her up outside of the ring. I mean, at some point, Jungle Girl, you've you got to have this just let bygones be bygones and just allow the beast to coexist with you. Isn't that a fair thing to do? I mean, I guess it could be fair, except I'm not interested in being fair at this point in time in my life, with all due respect, Duke. However, I mean, listen, when I get the championship belt back, then you know what? I'll consider it. Oh, boy. We're talking to... Jungle Girl, legitimately one of the, the most decorated stars of WOW Superheroes. And once again, you can catch WOW Superheroes Saturdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Access TV. Jungle Girl, you, you, we've mentioned the name numerous times here, Tessa Blanchard. I mean, here's a young lady who has wrestled all over the world. She's taken on men. She's taken on women. She's taken on Jungle Girl. And she's at the top of the mountain right now with that WOW Superheroes Championship, a championship that you've held for a long time previously. Do you really think that if you step back in the ring with Tessa Blanchard, you'd be able to get your belt back, considering what happened the last time you wrestled each other? Duke, I don't think I know. First of all, there is something that Tessa Blanchard lacks. And let me let you know what that is. She lacks insight. She lacks wisdom. She's been around but look, like a little blip on a radar. Very short period of time. And then listen, I give her props. She's an extraordinary talent. She is at the top of her game. But I have a wisdom that she doesn't have a wisdom from 20 years in the business, a wisdom that she's just going to have to gain over time. So she lacks that little bit. So there's, I'm always going to have that edge over her. So do I think I can beat Tessa Blanchard? Oh, baby, I know I can beat Tessa Blanchard. 
Have you seen me? So she's going to have to do some creative and, and very clever things in that ring because if it's been done, I already know about it. Period. So bring it. Bring all your wealth of matches, whether it's been with men or women. I don't care. I'll get in the ring with a bunch of men. That doesn't make you any better. So bring it. You you are just so intense. And, again, I, I'm getting terrified, and, and we're just on the phone with each other. Uh, speaking of men, listen, David McLean, this, this is somebody who is, is a close personal friend of mine. Okay, I, I call him Uncle Dave because I grew up watching him going all the way back to the glow to the glow years. You have been very rude to him on Wild Superheroes. You've been very rude to him. Every time he tries to interview you and, and speak to you, uh, when he's interviewing other people and speaking to them, you've interrupted. What is your beef with David McLean? Legitimately, Uncle Dave, the nicest guy in the world. Really. I mean, listen, I know that you watch every single episode, so you have to see what I'm experiencing. First of all, he's put together some of the most disappointing matches ever. I mean, as far as you're going to have a, a triple threat match for for determining, you know, the WoW champion, and then not only that, then you go in and you have all of this chaos that ensues as a result of of uh, myself in, in the ring with Tessa Blanchard and the Beast comes out and interferes and then you have one interference after another interference and, and just chaos. And yet David just lets it all unfold, lets it all unfold while I have been the poster child, the poster child for WOW superheroes and have been wronged time and time again and nothing has david done anything has david come to my defense has david had nothing nothing so you know what i don't have time for mclean i don't have time for anything that comes out of his mouth i don't have time to to deal with him to talk to him i have no interest i have one objective and that objective is to become the wow champion again that's it so as far as interviews with mclean or engaging him and idle chit chat just not interested not interested i mean i just don't get it i don't get where all of this comes from because uh, like we said before and, and you just acknowledged it you've been the poster child of wow superheroes for so many years i mean come on in, in fact let, let me ask you a question about that because we're talking about a, a television program where it shows the, the, the most talented, strongest, intelligent women in the world all in one place on TV, and now national TV, international TV, all over the Internet, in such a diverse range of characters from different parts of the world, different races, different experiences, how important is the WOW Superheroes brand to Jungle Girl, especially considering the fact that you've been there for so long and, and you have led the charge? You've been the person who's been out front representing this company to the entire world. It is incredibly important. And let me tell you this. 
So we are a brand, and we represent a brand that, by the way, has elevated not only women's wrestling, but wrestling in general to a whole nother level. Our production value, our wrestling, the women that are involved, all of the executives that are involved, top of the line, all sharing the same vision. It's incredible. Incredible. Now, my sole purpose in that organization at this time is to get back what is rightfully mine. And with all due respect, I have been disrespected time and time again. And a lot of the Access TV viewers have no idea the roller coaster that I have been on over the past 18 years. So, you know, from from being hit with steel pipes before going out to defend or to actually to have a rematch against Santana Garrett for the WOW Championship belt, only to have it taken by the Beverly Hills babe. And then on top of that, having, you know, just incident after incident of being interrupted or or cut off or just messed with for the last two seasons on Access TV. It's just you get to a point where you absolutely have to take matters into your own hands because nobody else is going to do it for you. And when you have something set in your mind and you have an objective that you want to achieve, I'm not getting any younger. So I'm not waiting for this to happen 10 years down the road. I'm I'm looking for it to happen right now. Well, and, and I've, come on. I've played well with others. Never wanted to play with them in the ring. Have never been a a uh you know tag team girl that's just not jungle girl i've always been about myself with respect to others but i have not received that respect in return so you what now you know what happens i got to just take what it is that i want however i need to do it Unbelievable. And, and come on, you, you can't use that excuse, Jungle Girl. You're not getting any younger. You are legitimately in the best shape of anyone in WoW Superheroes and probably in the entire wrestling industry. So let's not try to pretend as if you have some kind of disadvantage here or what have you. I, you know, we're not buying that. We know you better than that, Jungle Girl. Well, listen, I'm never going to take the victim. I'm never going to take the victim road. That's not my style. That's not my style at all. But the bottom line is I'm not waiting for this to happen 10 years from now. I am taking what I deserve now. I want it now. I don't want it yesterday. I want it now. I've worked way too hard to just watch it go away. It's not going to happen. Wow. I I mean, you definitely sound determined, so I'm not going to be one to tell you that's not going to happen because, again, I don't want any problems here. There is a question that I've always wanted to ask you, and and I'm glad that I I have you here, even though I didn't even expect this, but I always wanted to ask you this question. Why do you wrestle barefoot? And and (laughs) I know that other wrestlers in the past, like, say, Kevin Von Erich, you know, the legendary Kevin Von Erich from the Von Erich family, he's mentioned the fact that he's flat-footed, and he he feels that wearing boots actually... uh, works the opposite way. He could hurt himself wearing that because he's flat-footed. So that's why he, he doesn't wear shoes when he wrestles. 
what is the reason why you don't wear shoes? Because I don't believe you've ever worn boots while you've been in WoW Superheroes. I think you've always been barefoot the entire time. I've always been barefoot, and I prefer to be barefoot. To me, it's like being one with nature. I like to feel the ropes. I like to feel the canvas underneath of my feet. I like to feel my opponent underneath of my feet. I like to feel all of that. And to me, that is just, there is no greater sensation than kicking someone in the gut and feeling it just through my entire body. Love it. That That is sick. That is vicious. <laughs> and I cannot believe, of all people, the lovable, the, the person that everyone looked up to, the person that everyone cheered from WoW Superheroes, Jungle Girl, that is the reason why she doesn't wear boots or other footwear. She wants to be barefoot so she can feel you every time she throws a kick to you. That is just vicious. Oh, my goodness. Listen, if there is any competitor in the ring that's going to tell you that they're not in the ring to inflict some kind of damage and to win that match, then they are lying and they are in the wrong business. Because if you are not in there to get the one, two, three, and to inflict some kind of damage upon the individual that you're with, you are not supposed to be in wrestling, baby. You need to find another job. Push pencils, you know, get on a typewriter, whatever it is, but get out of the ring because you have no business being in there. So vicious, nope. It's just part of the business, baby. It is the business. I mean, not even part of the business. It is the business. You see that, folks? That's exactly why I'm not in the ring, because clearly there's no way that I could ever be as vicious as Jungle Girl. This is a fact. J- Jungle Girl, if any of the fans out there want to reach out to you, especially if they want to ask you, if they want to beg you to stop it with these 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 nefarious ways that you've picked up, I don't know where it's come from, but if they want to reach out to you online, What's the best way that they can reach Jungle Girl? Wow underscore Jungle Girl. And Jungle Girl is J-U-N-G-L-E-G-R-R-R-L, Jungle Girl, on Instagram. Love Instagram or Twitter. Hit me up on Twitter. If anybody wants to uh, hit me up on my personal account, it's at Indoor Phasm, which is the gym that I own here in Richmond, Virginia. It's how I stay in such great shape to get in the ring and cause such devastation, which I love so much. Duke is not a fan of. Wow. Well, let me ask you this before we let you go, Jungle Girl. If I come down to the gym that you have there, uh, can you can you make me uh, a, a, a mean, tough, destructive force like Jungle Girl where I can go out there and, and, and beat people up just like you do every week on, on WoW Superheroes on Access TV? 100%, baby. Can you believe that jungle girl? I mean, come on. I was supposed to have Faith the Lioness. She was supposed to call in, you know, the wild superhero star. I wanted to ask her a bunch of questions, including why she aligned herself with Lana Star. And jungle girl stole the interview. Jungle girl called in, bumped Faith. So, you know, I'm going to try to get Faith back uh, next week for you folks. Don't worry. We'll get her on, definitely. But I got to tell you, that Jungle Girl, she's something else, man. I mean, the fact that she has turned her back on the fans and she has crossed over to the bad side of town, 
right? You know that song, Welcome Back Baby to the poor side of town. She's on the bad side of town. I'm just going to tell you right now, Jack, I don't know what's going to happen when Jungle Girl and Tessa Blanchard face off again for that WOW Superheroes Championship, but you better believe there's going to be fireworks going on and somebody's going to get beat up. That's for sure. So, and, and listen, Jungle Girl, as I already said, I don't want any problems with you. I apologize. I just want to have peace. Don't make me call the world's greatest attorney, Sophia Lopez, to sue you. Just please don't hurt me. That's right. You know, listen, folks, uh, this week I got a lot to go over. I mean, you know, WWE Crown Jewel was earlier today. There's a lot of results I want to go over with that. There's a few other things, you know, the, the, the WWE Q3 reports came out. Some interesting information related to that that uh, we'll definitely touch upon a little later on. But we all know Access TV is committed to pro wrestling. I mean, you see WOW Superheroes every Saturday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You have New Japan Pro Wrestling, which is at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Saturdays as well. And now we have Impact Wrestling. I mean, literally the pro wrestling company that would not could, would, okay? They kick out at two and they have not given up. They've not gone away, which is great for everybody in the pro wrestling community, the fans, the wrestlers themselves. It's just awesome. They're on Access TV now, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time every Tuesday night. I was fortunate enough to be invited on a media conference call, the first Impact Wrestling on Access TV call, and it was pretty awesome. I mean, you're talking about 30 of the top pro wrestling media folks from around the world. And we all got a chance to speak with Scott Demore, Brian Cage, and also uh, Taya Valkyrie. And it was just, it was great, you know. So I definitely want to give a, a shout out to the folks over at Access TV and Impact Wrestling for the invite. Uh, definitely honored to be part of that call. And I wanted to share it with you folks. You know, I want to share it with the Duke Loves Wrestling listeners, so you can hear some of the questions that I asked and, and, and the responses that we got. So without further ado, uh, check it out. This is from the Impact Wrestling on Access TV, their very first media conference call, which I was a part of. Here we go. All right, our next question is going to come from Duke. Duke, are you there? Go ahead with your question. First question, Brian, a couple of months ago, Ken Shamrock was a guest on a Duke Loves Wrestling podcast, and, and he was very specific about calling you out as a potential challenger. See Brian Cage versus Ken Shamrock in the not-too-distant future? I mean, I know he came back, he had this match with Moose, and, and that's how the whole thing even started, was a little, you know, kind of playful banter back and forth between the two of us, the first-ever champ, the current world champ. Um, and I, 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 I've always been a huge fan of Shamrock from from the get-go, and uh, and he actually is the one that, you know, from wrestling, maybe get in uh, to become a super fan of, of UFC and mixed martial arts. Um, I would I would love the opportunity to uh, to work with with Ken. Um, I know he uh, came off on the uh, losing end at uh, Bound for Glory, and he's going to be here at the uh, next set of tapings. But I don't know what like what, what what's next for him. Is he, if he's done, if he's doing more, if he's staying, if he's going, or, or exactly what's happening. Uh, I I would still love the opportunity to uh, lace up with Ken just because I'm a fan and I think it'd be fun and something you know we could do that we both enjoy. But uh, I guess that's up to him and where he's at in his career at this point in time. Great stuff. Great stuff. And just one more question uh, for Scott. You know, Scott, Impact Wrestling has gone through so many different incarnations. 
And before this current crop of excellent talent and this current regime in the marketplace, the name hasn't always been so strong. Now that you're on Access TV, you're on this large platform and what have you, and, and all things are firing on all cylinders, what's the timeline expectation internally is ter- in terms of bringing impact to a point where the the brand name itself is trust once again for, for the fans worldwide? Well, I think that uh, trust has certainly been something that we've spoke about many times over the past near two years. Because uh, when myself and Don Callis came in and joined at Nordholm, we knew one of the big things we needed to do was to rebuild trust. Uh, we know that previous regimes had lost trust both within this industry and with its fan base. So we've worked very hard, I think, over the last two years to show that when Impact Wrestling says that they're going to do something, that we follow through and deliver. And I think our track record over the past two years has been very good in that. And I think that I'm already starting to see, whereas the, the groundswell was often very negative when we were talking about stuff in the first half of 18 and really a good chunk of 2018 because of previous experiences, I think that in 19, and certainly as we come here, coming out of an amazing Bound for Glory pay-per-view at a sold-out building in Chicago, and, sit, and sitting here and being so close to finally having our premiere on Access TV, I think we really are in a position where on a substantive level, we have fixed trust with a lot of people uh, and a lot of fans. And we know that that's going to be an ever-continuing process. And we know that every day that we wake up, we need to continue to ensure that we deliver on our promises and we reward fans that invest in Impact Wrestling. Because fans invest in many ways. They invest with their money, certainly, when they buy tickets or merchandise or pay-per-views, they also invest with their time. And time is one of the most valuable things in this world because all of us have a limited amount of it. And if somebody chooses to invest time out of their life in watching and getting engaged with Impact Wrestling, we need to reward that investment. And if we continue to do that, the trust level will grow and the circle of trust will expand. So it sounds almost kind of cheesy to say, but it really, that's how simple it is. If we wake up and can continue to put a good product that respects fans, that uh, engages and entertains fans, and we deliver on our promises, we'll continue to grow. But I think we've passed the point where we start trying to worry about what we have to do to show that we're going to deliver, because we've delivered consistency for two years. And myself and Don, see, we knew that it was a change day the second that Anthem Sports and Entertainment came in and took over Impact Wrestling, because being Canadian, we know the track record and uh, the morals of Anthem Sports and Entertainment. So we knew that to be the case. We then had to spend a considerable amount of time and effort showing wrestling fans, Impact Wrestling fans, that Impact Wrestling now, just like Anthem Sports, was going to echo those types of morals and that type of consistent performance and dedication to delivering on uh, any type of investment that a fan uh, makes into the product. Great stuff. And, and real quick, Taya, very proud of what you've been doing uh, over these past couple of years here. And, and I'm excited about the possibility of seeing some kind of cross promotion with, with wow superheroes, because some of those ladies over there, there were some great matchups for you there. So just want to leave it at that. Thanks for the opportunity, everybody. Thank you. All right. Thanks Duke. 
there you have it. See? So it was pretty cool. I mean, I got a chance to talk to, you know, Scott D. Moore and, 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 and Ty Valkyrie and, of course, Brian Cage. You know, just a really cool situation there. And, and I'm really excited about Impact Wrestling on Access TV. Uh, the, the show aired this past Tuesday, and it was a great show. Shocking end to the show as well. I mean, Sammy Callahan, he ended up defeating Brian Cage in a cage match. So he became the Impact uh, champion, which is crazy. You know, I believe it was a Monsters Ball match. And what, what was even crazier is that Tessa Blanchard came out and stood in front of Sammy Callahan, letting him know that she's next. She wants to be the next challenger. There's nothing crazy about that, Jack. What was crazy is that Sammy Callahan, he, he's, he's a pretty disgusting guy. I got to tell you this right now. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm serious. Sammy Callahan had spit all over his face. He would spit in the air and then catch it with his face. And he's sitting there with all this spit all over his face in front of the world's best wrestler, Tessa Blanchard. It just didn't make any sense to me. It was pretty crazy. He was outlandish. I don't know what the heck was going on. Um, you know, and, and I'm going to tell you something right now. Speaking of which, uh, but you de- first of all, you can catch... Impact Wrestling Tuesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Access TV, of course. Of course, you can catch Wild Superhero Saturday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Access TV. We already mentioned that as well. I'm going to tell you something. Sports Illustrated just came out with a list of the top 10 women's wrestlers in the world. And I got to tell you right now, Tessa Blanchard wasn't ranked number one. And I'm pretty upset about that. For, for my money, you know, the Wild superheroes champion the person who retired gail kim the person who's been kicking men and women's butts in impact wrestling she was a reina duranas champion in triple a mexico uh she's the wsu champion for my money tessa blanchard is the number one wrestler walking the planet male or female doesn't matter she's the best so the fact that sports illustrated didn't rank her number one on their women's list is really disappointing okay I got a few other words, but I, you know, I want to keep this family friendly here. But it was a little disappointing, Sports Illustrated. You should show a lot more respect than that. Seriously, okay? Seriously, whatever. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, I'm going to go over some information regarding everything: the, the Q3 reports, uh, Crown Jewel, you name it. Be right back. This is Rudy Boy Gonzalez of the Texas Wrestling Academy, and you're listening to Duke Loves Wrestling. All right. Let's just jump right into Crown Jewel because it's it's a pretty controversial and hot topic here. Uh, as you know, the WWE, they've been doing events in the kingdom the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. A lot of folks like it. Some folks don't like it so much. Uh, it is what it is. But um, the first match was a 20-man battle royal with the winner facing AJ Styles for the WWE United States Championship. And Humberto, he ended up winning the battle royal. He last eliminated Eric Rowan. And, you know, pretty good match. You know, it's a battle royal. What do you expect? something to get the crowd going to start off the night so it was what it was uh next up we had geez Kane Velasquez he took on Brock Lesnar and you know that Kane Velasquez has beaten Brock Lesnar up in, in the UFC 
so this was going to be an interesting match, and it sure was. I mean, it, it was it was a work shoot. You know, they, they did a lot of UFC-style stand-up fighting and kicks to the leg and all that other stuff. Kane actually took Lesnar down, and he was beating on him pretty well there. But in the end, Brock Lesnar ended up making Kane Velasquez submit to an armbar. So that was pretty interesting there. So, hey, you know, Brock Lesnar is still the WWE champion, which if you thought that Cain Velasquez was going to defeat Brock Lesnar, then you had another thing coming, Jack. There's just no way that that was going to happen. So, hey, but I, I got a funny feeling that that feud is not over. Okay. It's not over yet. We've only just begun. That's right. That's right. You know, I can sing. You want them horse. I can sing. All right. Next up, we have the OC. So that's Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. They took on the Viking Raiders. Big E and Kofi Kingston representing the New Day, The Revival, The B-Team, Heavy Machinery, <laughs> uh, uh, Hawkins and Ryder, and Lucha House Party. Oh, and, and, and Ziggler and, 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 and Robert Roode. So this is a nine-team tag team turmoil match for the WWE World Cup. This is for you know the, the number one tag team in the world. In the end, it was the OC, Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson. They won. And that match was it was like a 30-minute match. You know, in fact, what was the runtime on that? 32 minutes, 5 seconds. So that just lets you know. It was, it was pretty intense. Pretty intense. But the OC, they're the number one tag team in the world because they won the World Cup at Crown Jewel. So good job there uh next up we had cesaro taking on mansoor now mansoor is is the guy who's from saudi arabia who won an opportunity to become a wwe superstar and i gotta tell you monsoon is like mansoor i should say i want to call him gorilla monsoon mansoor is he's like the super cena you know what i mean he he can't be beaten in saudi arabia this guy took on cesaro and beat him in 12 minutes and 45 seconds. What? I'm not even going to touch that. But uh, yeah, Monsoor defeated Cesaro. So take that for what it's worth. Uh, next up, the undisputed baddest man on the planet, the number one boxer on the planet, Tyson Fury. He took on Braun Strowman, and surprisingly, he beat Braun Strowman. Did you hear what I just said? He beat Braun Strowman. He knocked him out. He punched him. Strowman fell out of the ring, and Strowman did not get up. So he was counted out. I can't believe it. It was it was pretty crazy, to be honest with you. Eight minutes, four seconds, Tyson Fury defeated Braun Strowman. So that was something else. Uh, next up, you know, AJ Styles, he ended up defeating Humberto. You know, Humberto won the opportunity to to challenge AJ for the United States Championship. Uh, good match, you know, about 12, 13-minute match. But in the end, AJ retained his championship. No surprise there. Next match, Natty versus Lacey Evans. And this is historic because it was the first women's match in the history of Saudi Arabia. Okay. You know that they're not too big on women participating in sporting events. A lot of things are starting to slowly change, but historically that hasn't been the case. And, and, you know, even for the WWE with their relationship with Saudi Arabia, they haven't been allowed to have women's matches. Well, it finally happened. 
And of course, the women were covered. Everything was covered except for like their hands and their in their head. But everything else was completely covered. There was not any skimpy outfits or anything like that, Jack. Uh, Natty defeated Lacey by submission. Good match. Good solid match. And you know, I'm proud of those ladies. And they made history. So however you feel about it is however you feel about it. But those ladies made history. And I'm proud of them. And I'll tell you another thing. I'm glad that it wasn't one of the four horsewomen. WWE has an entire roster of women and other folks. It's okay for other folks to be the first at something, you know, and especially somebody like Natty Neidhart is a future hall of famer. There's no re I mean, she's, she's the best wrestler on the women's roster and, and definitely one of the top wrestlers in the entire company. There's no reason why Natty Neidhart shouldn't be the first at something as well. Okay. So I'm I'm glad that not only was she able to compete in that match, but she won. And shout out to Lacey Evans. I mean, this young lady has had a tremendous year. Like, you know, the past 12 months, she just, boy, she's been tearing it up, man. So good job on her part. All right, next up we had, uh, my God, Team Flair versus Team Hogan. So Team Flair, Randy Orton, Corbin, Bobby Lashley, Shinsuke Nakamura, Drew McIntyre. Versus Roman Reigns, Rusev, Ricochet, Shorty G, and Ali. Ugh. Okay. Whatever. 10-man tag team match. In the end, Team Hogan won. Whatever. Whatever. And then the main event was amazing. WWE Championship. Um, excuse me. The Universal Championship. Falls Count Anywhere match. Seth Rollins versus The Fiend, Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt won. Bray Wyatt won. We had a title change at the pay-per-view, at Crown Jewel 2019. Bray Wyatt defeated Seth Rollins to become your new universal champion. It's just crazy, man. I had some some humanoid on Twitter say, well, Duke, who cares about Crown Jewel because no, no titles ever change hands. Well, there you go. One of the, one of the top titles just changed hands, huh? Universal title changed hands. What do you say to that? What are you going to say to that now? The Fiend on Halloween won the Universal Championship. Humanoids have a seat, and I'm glad that Seth Rollins lost because you know just it's enough of him. Whatever. So shout out to Bray Wyatt. It's a great accomplishment for you. Overall, Crown Jewel is pretty good. I, I have to say that the crowd was just on fire, man. They they loved every bit of it, especially when um, Otis. Otis was uh, in a match, and, and he ripped his shirt off, and he started dancing with his big belly self, and people just went nuts over that. It was hilarious. Uh, people have to remember that Crown Jewel is not for the typical WWE fans. Those events in Saudi Arabia are for fans who traditionally don't get live spectacles like WWE in town too often. Like It's just a fact. It's a recent occurrence that they've been getting more WWE in their life, and, and it's going to happen even more. Because, you know, the, the money is there. WWE is making more money on live events over there than they are in the United States. That's a fact is what it is so the way that those those events are tailored it's tailored to that crowd and that's okay 
They want spectacle. It's not about whatever the current storyline is per se. It, it's it's more about spectacle. Cain Velasquez, they got a UFC guy, Tyson Fury, the world boxing champion, former UFC guy in in, in Brock Lesnar. I mean, these are these are people from different sports competing. It's great. Hometown hero in Mansoor. They had women for the first time competing. Goodness. The Fiend was in the main event and everything was red and he had that, that crazy mask and the crazy hair and, and all that going on and he ended up winning. Spectacle. Fireworks and everything. Pyro, you name it. Everything was going on. Spectacle. And that's okay. You have to remember as a fan, everything is not for you. It's, it's the equivalent of turning on the television on a Sunday morning and you see cartoons or, or, or programming that's geared toward young kids and you complaining about it. It's not for you. Now, if you're watching it and you get something out of it, that's great. But that's not for you. You're not the intended audience of that. And that's okay. You're not the center of the universe. Everything isn't about you. When the WWE Network first started, they would not show live events from other places. It had to be a major pay-per-view for them to show it on the network. They changed that. They made it part of the subscription. We're going to show you live events from all over the place. Because why not? We have a network. We need to put content on it. We have an event happening. Why not? We'll, we'll show it to you. Who, who could possibly complain about that? foolish I enjoyed Crown Jewel and I enjoy all those different events not not because it's the best wrestling going it's going to further the best storylines or anything foolish like that no I enjoy it because it's wrestling I enjoy seeing fans who don't normally get this stuff be able to experience it at a live event and just seeing their reactions to things it's interesting to me Whatever it takes to get more wrestling fans, that's what I want. I support that. I don't have to like every... I don't like... I don't particularly like most of what happens on on, uh, All Elite Wrestling Dynamite. I don't particularly like what they do for the most part. I think their commentary is very good. I think their production is very good. I think they're too light on wrestling. And unfortunately, their wrestling content is pretty weak. But it's not for me. So that's okay. NXT is on. Watch that. All they give me is wrestling. Very little talking. A whole lot of wrestling. Great commentary. Production value. It's it's gritty. It's old school, but I like it. But they give me my wrestling, man. I, man, I saw. You should have seen the women tear it up on NXT this week. I mean, just. It was just brilliant. Just. Ido should I. She came out to a live performance and all that good stuff there. And, and, you know, she took on Candice LeRae. And I think Candice's nose ended up getting broken during the match, which is unfortunate. Just just hard-hitting, great match. 
And then later on in the night, we had some more action going on and all the women came out. Then they announced that there's going to be a women's war games, a war games where the women are going to be competing five on five. Shayna Baszler came out and she was knocking people around and, and, and Rhea Ripley came out and she was knocking people around. I mean, it was just, oh, just amazing. Just great stuff, man. Great stuff. Wrestling, right? Wrestling. That's what that's what I want. And and the stuff that, you know, doesn't deliver, it's not for me. And that's okay. It's the same reason why I like that NWA power program. They give me wrestling. And they're very light on the flippy dippy. They give me wrestling. NWA power, I don't know how they do it. They they will have so many matches and which means that the matches are short because the program is only on for less than an hour. It's like 45 to 50 minutes. But let me tell you something, brother. You don't feel like you got robbed. You don't feel like you got cheated. They stretch that hour out and make it work. And I'll tell you something else, too. That Allison K, you know, she said some not so nice things about Marty Bell not being ready to challenge her again for the NWA Women's Championship. Oh, Marty Bell. Let me tell you something. Allison K is not your friend. Okay. She is not your friend. If that's how she's going to treat you, if she's choosing not to give you an opportunity to face her again, something's wrong with that. Just going to put that out there. It's funny too, because Thunder Rosa, she came out and tried to shake Marty Bell's hand or what have you. Marty Bell just kind of backed off. Can't wait to see what happens with that because that looks interesting. I don't know. I like that NWA uh, power show. Certainly do. There's just a lot of great wrestling out there today. And I think it's important. Let me just end on this note here, folks. Do not allow quote unquote wrestling media to deceive you. Some of these folks, they want to talk about the business of pro wrestling. They don't have a clue about business. They, they want to talk about ratings. They don't work in the TV industry. They're not TV reporters and they don't have TV executives on the record as guests, nor TV reporters on the record as guests. And I, I got to ask the question, why not? I mean, you know, on this show, I have Tony Maglio, the rap, right? That's, that's a, a television and Hollywood industry publication and he is the TV editor I have Tony Maglio come on the show and explain some of that rating stuff to me because I'm not an expert I don't know you don't you don't get that from from the wrestling observer and Meltzer and these guys here they want you to believe that they know what they're talking about but they have no qualifications and they have nobody on the record to back them up. How? How does that work? You can't let these folks deceive you. I saw one guy the other day, wrestling media guy. He posted that uh, WWE has cleared Paige to take bumps. The same Paige that had to retire because her neck is just its junk. It's finished. She cannot take bumps anymore. Her neck is just too far gone. And she just had another surgery recently. 
page immediately went online and said, well, somebody must have taken my banged up neck and, and swapped it out with somebody else's. There's no way she can take bumps. It's, it's baloney. It's not true. But the wrestling media put it out there. And a lot of folks are so gullible, unfortunately, that they, they want to believe these fake stories. Oh, you know, Paige is just trying to throw us off. No, she ain't trying to throw you off, man. She ain't going to wrestle anymore. She can't. (laughs) She'll be paralyzed for life. Stop it. We have to hold these folks to a higher standard because I'm telling you right now. They are putting us in a position where we're looking at the wrestling industry from the wrong lens. Because it's from a, it's from a uneducated lens, and that's unfortunate. Because that's really the goal of media: educate the masses on what's going on, right? Provide us with the knowledge. But you do that by going directly to the sources. That's what media is supposed to do. I'm never going to claim that I know definitively what's going on if I haven't spoken to the source, or if whomever I'm getting the information from hasn't spoken directly to the source. On the record, by the way, that's the way it has to be. Can you imagine? Ric Flair had two eggs today. Well, who did you get that information from? Oh, I got it from from one of his neighbors. But, you know, sources say, come on, it's foolish. It's not in Ric Flair's house. What the hell does he know Ric Flair had for breakfast? Stop it. Got to hold people to a higher standard, man. We, We have to protect this pro wrestling industry that we love so much because there's just so much good stuff happening right now and we want that to continue but the way that we do that is we have to respect it we have to cherish it we have to to continue to protect it take care of it right and part of that means that the folks who are just lying who are trying to deceive us I say, yeah, I'm not going for that. Doesn't make any sense. And if you're lying to me about that, who knows what else you're lying to me about? Right? Just a thought. Just a thought. Listen, I got to get out of here. Thank you to Jungle Girl. You know, she's been around for, geez, at least 20 years or so. So, no, she she used to do the uh, UPW tours out on the West Coast. Back when Cena and Samoa Joe and those guys were just breaking in, she was already there. She was she was wrestling Looney Lane. Remember Looney Lane had her on the show? She was wrestling her and, and Ivory and some of these folks. Um Erica Porter. Just look her up by name. That's what she used on the indies a lot. Uh Jungle Girl is, is what she uses in WoW. It's what we know her as for the most part. And we also know her as Somebody who can beat everybody up, including me, which is why Sophia Lopez, the world's greatest attorney, please just get the paperwork ready in case Jungle Girl does anything to me, because I'm a little concerned about that. That's right. Anyway, be kind to yourselves. Be kind to others. Join me next week. I will definitely get that Faith the Lioness on the show, and I'll have other folks. We're going to have another great time. Happy Halloween. Be careful out there. Take it away, Tony Schiavone. This is Tony Schiavone, and we're desperately out of time on Duke Love Wrestling.